Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, good morning. Today is October 31st. Happy Halloween to the people, to the gambling community, man. Uh, my name is Chris, and this is another episode of Cash It with Chris, presented by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. I got some people up early with me on the Monday morning. I appreciate you guys for being here, man. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, and we got about 20 minutes to get into it. So with no further ado, man, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's talk about – let's start with just a quick recap of what happened yesterday, and then we'll get into, you know, what I'm looking at today and how how I'm, how I'm looking at the games because we do got a nice little slate. It's not, I don't think it's a lot of great value in today so far looking at the sides, but uh, player prop-wise, we may be able to find some value for sure. So uh, let's go through and do just a quick recap of what happened yesterday. So – um i had a i had a few units out man i uh <laughs> i played seven units all together yesterday finished four and three uh so not the greatest day but we'll take the profit for sure we'll definitely take the profit for sure first up um i want to talk about like i said i want to go through just a quick recap i gave out a few plays on the morning show then gave out another play in the um actual twitter in the actual crispy cap and nba show yesterday um, and didn't do, like I said, we didn't do too bad. We, uh, it could have been, you know, it can always be better, but we take, we take what we get and don't throw a fit. Uh, like I tell my son. So, uh, first of all, Jalen Brown, I talked about him on the morning show over 23 and a half points, um, cash looked like he was going to get there a lot earlier than he did. Um, uh, Boston offense kind of picked up just a tad bit. If you was watching that game, it was just him early in that game, him, and Jason Tatum was playing um, hot potato with the ball, just trying to throw it into the rim, and they did a really good job. <laughs> they both was hitting, uh, absolutely smacked, uh, smacked the Wizards up yesterday. The Wizards looked looked terrible, which leads me to the next play. Jalen Brown over 23.5 points cash, uh, plus 0.8 units on that play. Um, and then also had the Wizards and the Celtics over 221.5, and, and I did not cash because, as I tweeted about yesterday, the Wizards just looked – god awful from from three from individually like they just look terrible so um wizards over 221 did not cash i really really loved that play though um wizards just couldn't score and the celtics defense i guess you could i don't think it was the celtics defense i think it was more so the wizards just not being able to make shots and we've seen that from them at times i just thought that they'd be able to score yesterday especially after a lackluster performance against uh the indiana pacers on saturday night so that was a loss. Uh, we did take Bradley Bill points live. I, t- I, I tweeted that one out. Um, he was at nine, nine and a half plus 100 because uh, he hadn't scored throughout uh, the first half. So if you took his points over nine and a half when I tweeted that out, that cashed. Uh, the Cavs minus four. I talked about them either winning the game by, you know, seven or eight points or losing the game outright. And they were able to, to get the win by double digits against the New York Knicks team that actually hung in there. Like I said, I'm not – this wasn't a, a, a fade of the Knicks. It was more so a play on the Cavs because I'm high on the Knicks this year. I think that they're a really good team. I just didn't see them playing as well, uh, um, you know, against a team uh, like like the Cleveland Cavaliers. We know that they get a lot of points uh, in the paint, and the Cavaliers don't give up a lot of points in the paint. The Knicks actually shot the three-point ball really, really well. I know R.J. Barrett. Um, was shooting something like 14% from three, and I saw him hit three before the first half ended. So um, they were three, shooting a three-point ball well, too. So Knicks minus four cash. And then also uh, I tweeted out last last night uh, the Nuggets and the Lakers. I talked about that under 229. Man, I talked about it on the show yesterday. Love the look. The Lakers go absolutely banana from three last night. They go bananas from three. And uh, actually when the game actually hold the Nuggets, I thought the score might have been flip flop 
But I knew we had a chance because the Nuggets are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. The Lakers eventually was going to be able to make threes. But anyway, took the under 229 and a half, and it broke my heart because the game actually went over by two points. Uh, I watched it all the way through. Uh, was just praying for a miss. And it, it, it was it was like it was going cash at halftime. It was an easy cash at halftime. And the third quarter start, and the Lakers scored 38 points. Haven't scored 38 points in a quarter all year, and they give up 34 points. There was a three-point festival, like just giving out threes yesterday. So um, that, that man, that one hurt my heart to, to watch them go over by two points. Um, but, yeah, Lakers and Nuggets uh, under 229 didn't cash. And then uh, I did tweet out Golden State. Uh Third quarter, minus three and a half. And, um, yeah, no defense from Golden State at all. One of the worst defensive teams in the league. Uh, Detroit Pistons actually had their best third quarter of the season. Um, Sadiq Bay and uh, Isaiah Stewart and Bogdanovich and Kay Cunningham looked great yesterday against the Golden State team coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, yeah, exactly what Detroit needed to get right. It was a get-right spot for them. And um, that game went over. The total was at 230. It flew over the total. Um, and then last but not least, uh, we had AD. I tweeted out AD late last night, over 22 and a half points. Um, and he barely cashed. Whew, man, back hurting the whole entire night. He barely cashed, but we got some cash yesterday. We finished uh, up 0.67 units, four and three overall. Not the greatest day, but we'll take the we'll take the plus money for sure. Uh, what you guys on? LJ, what's up, bro? Appreciate you being here, man. Top of the morning, bro. Let's get some cash today. Finesse in the building. I got finesse up early with me. What up, finesse? Uh, what up, what up, what up? Appreciate y'all for being in the chat, man. Um, LJ said, I'm on Brooke Lopez block prop over two and a half. Detroit allows the second that allows most blocks per game. Okay, LJ, LJ got the early looks. I got any early looks. Uh, what y'all thinking about that Atlanta plus four? I actually looked the other way, Cap, but I'm gonna talk about that game. We're gonna get into it. Buddy Hill, three point prospects, Brooklyn average four a game. Brooklyn allows most three. Three point shots made per game. I can see it. I can see it. They did have. We're gonna talk about that game. Kevin Herter points over. Kyrie over threes. Sabonis over rebounds. Um, what up, Chris? Uh, Black Thor in the building. What up, man? I appreciate you being here, bro. What's up with these lines, man? I can't hit a lick. Shaking my head. I go with the money. I lose. Um, I go against the money. I lose. Just gotta remain consistent, Ty. Just you know, keep your unit size, you know, where appropriately, and you you'll get it back, bro. You'll get it back. Uh, Markel said, I'm looking at Halliburton, um, taking that Halliburton double-double uh, this go-around against Brooklyn. Yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Y'all, I can't even get to all the comments, man. appreciate y'all for being here early in the morning with me. Y'all tapped in. If you're watching on uh, Twitter, you know, you can jump over on YouTube so I can see your comments. You can leave your comments, um, you know, engage with the chat if you guys are into that type of thing. Um, but let's get into it, man. I got, I got a few games I want to try to get to before you know, while I got some time this morning. So uh, 76ers and the Wizards. This is going to be an interesting game, I think. Um, uh, whew, man, I don't really know if I want to back this, if I'm in a position to feel like I'm comfortable backing this Wizards team yet. I'm sorry, this 76ers team yet, even though they are coming off two, uh, they're coming off two good wins, man. They beat, uh, they, 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 they play in Toronto back-to-back games. They lost the first one without Embiid. I'm sorry, they lost the first one with Embiid. Uh, they bounced back without Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey goes off for, for a career-high 44 points the other day. Um, and then they traveled to um, Chicago, and they they beat Chicago, too, and covered that spread, too. It was a small spread that was laying against, this, against the Bulls, and they beat them, too, right? So now for Philly, you get a third game in four nights. They're um, off of 
back to back wins, like I said, against the Bulls and the Raptors and um, well, the Raptors, then the Bulls. And this will be their last game of a four game road trip before they head home to host Washington on Wednesday. So it'll be a flip flop. This game is played in D.C. Uh, Wednesday, they'll play again in Philly. Uh, of course, the, the spread opened at four and a half uh, in favor of Philly, um, total at 221. And this Wizards team is just a hard team to figure out. I honestly feel like you guys let me know what you think. I think both of these teams are kind of hard to figure out. 76ers look bad early. Now they now they starting to look a little bit better. The Wizards look great early. Now they're starting to regress because for them, this will be their third game the, on the Wizards side. This will be their third game in four nights. They're coming off back-to-back losses to the Pacers in overtime in Boston. Um, and what's worse for Washington is the travel schedule. I always look into the travel schedule, right? They played in Indiana on Friday, then went to Boston yesterday, and now you get a back. Now, now you come back home um, for for one game before traveling to Philly. So I talked about this with uh, I can't remember exactly what team it was a couple of weeks ago, but I'm not necessarily looking to back these teams that don't get to play in you know the same gym. Uh, or, you know, at least their home gym back-to-back games. This is a, a horrible spot for, for the Wizards. Um, back, uh, road home back-to-back after coming um, off the home game and then another road game coming up. So, I mean, the travels, the, the, the schedule makers didn't do them any favor at all. One thing I was looking at in this game was um, well, SDQI ran was last season, away favorites with more rest than their opponent with the spread between four and seven were 25 and 14 uh, ATS wise. That's 64%. So if you blindly took the 76ers uh, uh, based on the trend last year, you, you cash at about a 64% clip. If you wanted to take that, I didn't really look in the player props in this game. Um, like I said, the 70, the Wizards are confusing, man. The Wizards are confusing. Some nights they come out, they play great offense. Other nights they come out, they look terrible on offense. You would, you know, theoretically, you expect the bounce back game from Bill after playing so bad yesterday. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's the way I'd be looking. Uh, I might talk myself into it later. But you typically, I know it's hard, especially when you back the player in the game before. But typically, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna go back to the player, or you wanna bet on the player that played bad in the previous game, right? Similar to, similarly to. Um, to Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet didn't hit a three the other day. His consecutive three uh, three uh, games with the three with at least one three-pointer made came to an end. And I, can't, I think I can't remember exactly how many games it was. But you typically want to take them in a the bounce-back spot, especially if they're going to be at home in the next game. Uh, moving along, uh, the Kings and the Hornets. I don't really have a lot on this game. It opened at a pick. Um, it, it, I think it's up to minus one and a half in favor of – I'm sorry. I think it's actually minus. Let me let me get an updated line for you guys. It's still a pick. I see DraftKings has Sacramento favored by one and a half. Yeah, I was right. One and a half total sitting at two thirty two and a half. So the books are expecting a lot of points in this one. So what I got for you guys in this one. So this is the first game of a three game road trip. After finishing a two game uh, homestand for the Kings in this one, they beat Miami on Saturday for their first one of the season. They play in Miami on Wednesday. So Miami probably be looking for a little revenge in that spot. On the opposite side, you get a Charlotte team that's coming off the overtime win on Sun on Saturday. And this will be their second game of a two game homestand before they travel to Chicago and take on the Bulls on Wednesday. Right. So Rozier is all is, is listed as doubtful. He probably won't play in this game. LaMelo is already ruled out for this game. Um, so you, that's the injury news. The Kings typically struggle in Charlotte, too. I think that's interesting to mention. They're just 0-4 ATS in their last four games 
um, and in Charlotte and overall, they only won in six against Charlotte and Charlotte, you know, is the, one of the slept on teams, but they actually look good at times and uh, they could, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you want to buy on them every single time, but they still have guys that can score the ball. I talked about it yesterday. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, guys like PJ Washington, um, you know, they, they, they have guys over there that can put the ball in the room. Gordon Hayward, um, Kelly Oubre. Uh, so they got, you know, they got guys, Charlotte ranks, um, their defense ranks 21st, allowing 116 points per game. So they just want, they're looking for a track meet. They're trying to get up and down. Sacramento defense also ranks 23rd. They're giving up 118.8 points per game. So really hard for me to pick a side with both of these teams not, you know, playing defense. I guess I, you know what, I'm not going to give you guys anything. I think the total's already, you know, pretty high. I'm not looking to take it over. Um, it's actually come down just a tad bit. 232, 232 and a half is what I'm seeing. So I'm not, I'm, man, this might be a, you know, a watch and see game. I don't feel like I want to necessarily put any money on either side in this one because it looks like a gamble spot to me. I do feel like the Kings are due to come up because they've been playing a lot better than their record. But at the same time, this this Charlotte team at home wouldn't surprise me if they got hot and they could actually run Sacramento off the floor. Um, so, you know, maybe some player props in this one, but I do think the, the, the actual, you know, the physical line as far as total points is set pretty, pretty appropriately. Um, paces in the nets. I didn't really cap this one too much. Let me see what you guys are saying in the comment section. Uh, good morning. Good morning, DJ. Appreciate you, my brother, for being here. Ty, uh, give the upper power to glory for sure. Joel game time decision. Okay. Um, Pacers nets over. Easy money. Both teams allow over 120 points per game. I could see that, LJ. One thing I'm looking at in this game, um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at. So if you guys did pay attention to this one, you know the Nets just lost to the Pacers. That was on Saturday night. They were 12, 12 point, fav, 12 point uh, favorites. I think. I think it was 12 nine point favorites on Saturday, and the Pacers beat them outright. We saw Ben Matherin go for his first 32 point game of his NBA career. Uh, dude looks amazing. Tyrese Halliburton played well. Jalen Smith rebounds, cashed. I'm not 100% sure um, if, uh, and I don't think I saw it anywhere, if uh, if uh, Miles Turner is going to play in this game. Miles Turner impacts the game in a, you know, in a, in a big, big way. And let me see what I see as far as injury news. Uh, he's questionable in this game. He makes a big, big difference because we know that the Pacers games go over at about a 70% hit rate when he doesn't play in the game. He does impact the game. And, um, after the loss uh, on Saturday, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Ben Simmons did say that they, the the players held a player-only meeting. Uh, you know, you take with that information. He said that they were honest. They were open with each other. Um, you take with that information and do what you want. Um, I don't – I'm not 100% sure. I know Seth is listed as questionable in this game as well. Um, I'm not – neither one of these teams are buy-on teams right now for me. I know that the Pacers have won a few games, but – if they decided to regress just a tad bit, like if that wouldn't surprise me either, right? They've won two outright games, you know, being big dogs against the Wizards and against the Nets. So it really wouldn't surprise me. Total sitting at 236. Man, that's that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I know neither one of these teams play defense. They both rank, you know, bottom in defensive. Uh, the Pacers offense ranks second. The Brooklyn defense ranks last. Um, the Pacers defense ranks 26. The Brooklyn offense is only ranked 18th. 
Um, so I, you know, I, I probably stay off of this game. I do think player prop wise, you probably could find some value. Uh, but I wait, I probably wait, especially if you're looking for something on the Pacers side, um, to see if uh Miles Turner is gonna play in this one. Moving along, though, I got two more games I want to get into real quick. Um, let's see, let's see. Let's go to uh let's go to this Hawks and Raptors game. I think this is gonna be an interesting game. So Line in this one, Hawks are actually traveling to Toronto. Line opened at three and a half, total sitting at 223 and a half as well. And um, let me see, this was last night when I looked at it. So now I see a total coming down to 222 and a half. So some money's coming on the under. And um, I see the spread has gone to four in favor of Toronto. Uh, so some money's coming on Toronto. I actually like the money coming in on Toronto. Let me tell you why. So uh, I haven't played this yet, too. And just for full disclosure. So for Atlanta, this will be their third game in four nights. Also, their fourth game in six nights. Their fourth straight road game, and they traveled to the to to New York to play the Knicks um, on Wednesday uh, to end their road trip. Right for Toronto, this also a third. Uh, this this will be a third straight home game for them. They split versus Philly last week, and and then they traveled to San Antonio to play the to take on the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday. Right, so I. I t- Third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights, all road games. I can't, I can't back, I can't back Atlanta in this spot. And I know Atlanta's coming off the loss where Trey Young went bananas against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks before they won back-to-back games against the um, the uh, Detroit Pistons up in Detroit uh, last week. Um, so one thing I looked at for Toronto, they Toronto has won and covered both of their home games last season when they played Atlanta. Um, Toronto was a two point favorite in one of those games and a four point favorite in another one of those games. The Hawks are also just one and four in their last five games in Toronto. Of course, you know, those, those were different Hawk teams. They didn't have DeJounte Murray, but Toronto defense turns up. We, we know what Toronto defense does. I'm looking for them to bounce back too. I don't, I think they were four and two ATS wise last year coming off a, a home loss where they were a home favorite in the following game. I looked at that one too. So four and two um, last year coming off uh, a loss where they were the home favorite in the next game. Their defense ranks fourth. They're only giving up 106 points per game. Um, and, you know, the it's hard to, to judge anybody uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks, but we saw the Bucks just kind of do what they wanted to do. Trey Young actually, you know, kept them in that game. That was a, described as a shootout by Coach Nate McMillan, um, which he didn't, you know, necessarily want. Uh, but the you know trade. I mean, you don't you don't really have a choice against the Bucks because they play such they, they have such long um, interior presence on the defensive end. So you you kind of force to shoot from the outside, especially guys like Trey Young. Um, not to say that he can attack the paint, but it won't be consistently. So um, I'm actually looking at Toronto. I haven't played it yet, but I like Toronto in this spot, um, especially off a loss. Uh, you get an Atlanta team that's coming in here. Like I said, third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights. And I would agree to the, you know, the line moving up from three and a half to four in this spot. Uh, last game up, and I'm actually doing pretty good on time. Last game up. I do want to talk about this game, the Pistons and the Bucks, right? So Pistons and the Bucks, uh, the Bucks come in into this game laying 12 and a half points. Uh, that's a little too rich for my blood early this season. But I will say that the Bucs are they don't last undefeated team in the league. They, they're 5-0 straight up, 5-0 ATS. Um, this team has looked really, really good, man. I think a big part of it also has been been their schedule. They 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 went on the road to take on um they they went on the road to start the season 
to play in Philly. Um, I think that was the second game for Philly, but their season opener and um, beat Philly in Philly. And then they've had four straight home games. They've won each one of them and covered each spread uh, by at least three points. So this team, this, this, I, I feel like this is a buy on team. They're three and two to the over. Um, you get a Pistons team that's coming in here on the second night of a back-to-back after they they beat Golden State yesterday, uh, exerted a lot of energy in that game, beating Golden State as well. The Bucs, um, this is a third game in four nights for them as well, a fourth game in six nights, but they've all been at home, right? The Bucs have all – they play every single game at home this season except the Philly game that was the first game of the season, of course. Um, no real, you know, injury news to report in this one. And I think this is important too. So the Pistons actually beat the Bucks last season in Milwaukee, of all places. They beat them 115 to 106. Um, the crazy thing about that game is that Giannis, Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday all played in that game too. So I think you know this could be looked at as a revenge game if the Pist- the, the you know the Bucks could have this one circle. Also, the Bucks, I don't even think the Bucks necessarily gotta have game circle, they just smack up teams right now. Um, one of the things I was looking at, the Pistons are two seven and one ATS in their last 10 meetings in Milwaukee. The Pistons are also just three 14 and one against the spread in the last 18 meetings between these two teams, right? The Pistons rank 22nd in offense, allowing 112 points per game. And they shoot in, and, uh, teams are shooting 43% against them from the field, which ranks, uh, I'm sorry, the Pistons offense is shooting 43% from the field, which ranks 28th. So their offense hasn't looked good. They just caught Golden Sleep and they caught Golden State in a sleepy spot last night on the second night of a back-to-back with travel from Charlotte. Uh, on the opposite side, Milwaukee's defense um, that's more rested in this spot uh, and isn't on the second night of a back-to-back, they're ranked first in defense. They're only allowing 103 points per game and they're first in opponent field goal percentage, right? Detroit's defense ranks 28th. They're allowing 122 points per game and allowing teams to shoot 49% from the field. The Bucs are also the best rebounding team in the league, and the Pistons rank 26th in opponent rebounding. All of those things together sound like a recipe to, to jump on the Bucs. Of course, you don't want to lay 12 and a half, even though the Bucs have scored, has, you know, they've, uh, you know, dominated and, and covered every spread so far. But I don't think they, they haven't had a spread this big so far yet. Um, matter of fact, they did. They they had a they had a spread. Um, they had a seven point spread. I think I saw twelve point spread against Houston. That was the biggest spread that they and they actually they they had a thirteen point um, ATS spread uh, against Houston and they beat them by they beat them by twenty. So yeah, maybe you lay it. I'm not laying it, but uh, maybe you lay it. What I'm looking at in this one though. I'm actually looking at the first half. So last season, the Pistons, when they were coming off a home win where the next game was away and it was a back-to-back, they lost the first half 59-52 to in that spot. So they lost by about seven points. If you look at the first half spread in this game, you'll still see it at about seven points, seven and a half points. Last season, the Bucks, when they were a home favorite, when they were the more rested team, coming out early, they dominated those games. They won the first quarter and second quarter by an average of five points a piece, and they won the first half by 10 points. It was 31 and a half, both first and second quarter, and they only gave up uh, about 51 points. So they won the first half by about 10. 
I'm looking at, I don't, I think that they could come out and dominate the first half. And that's what I would look towards because typically in the second half, they, you find them a little sleepy and, you know, teams are, you know, just uh, going to start to, you know, come back and make adjustments to, throughout the game. The Bucks first half team total and the Bucks first half spread is what I would be looking at in this one. Um, this year without Middleton, they 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 went in by an average of seven points in the first half as well. And they're absolutely dominating the first quarter. Same way we look at Golden State, third quarter is how the Bucs have been coming out in the first quarter. The, and the, the schedule makers have set them up to be in a position to be successful because they play four games in a row at home, and which is no travel. And they're getting a lot of these teams on second night of back-to-backs. They haven't played a lot of back-to-backs. Like I said, this is a third and fourth game for them, but I, I think I like the Bucks. It seemed like low-hanging fruit to me, but sometimes you just got to play it. And it might be the public side, but I don't know if the public is looking at this game from a half perspective. So I'll be looking at the Bucks team totals and Bucks first half in this one. Um, the Grizzlies and the Jazz also play. I haven't really looked at too much into that one. The Rockets and the Clippers play. Uh, and and I'll, I'll definitely have something in that one as well, probably a little bit later. So – Tap back in with me. Uh, you know, the NBA Crispy Cappers show is 5.15 Eastern time every single day. So tap back in with me then, and I'll probably have something official. I haven't put anything in official yet. Just want to be transparent about that. I'm looking at the Bucks first quarter, uh, first quarter, first half. Team totals over in that spot. Um, what you guys on, man? Uh, Finesse, Gordon Hayward over 19 and a half points. Heavy lean. Okay. My man, oh, what up, bro? Rise and shine. Let's grind. Let's do it. Toronto, 13 and four, last 17 versus the Hawks. I'm looking that way, LJ. I might get there on the Hawks, man. I mean, on I'm sorry, on Toronto. I might get there on Toronto for sure. Pascal triple double. He got a double double last game. Now he's at home. Yeah, he was at home last game too. Uh, I like it. I, I don't know if triple double, but I would I would probably look at him double double. I also think for Evan Fleet probably bounces back. He had a poor shoot night. Giannis, 40 points. I don't know if he's going to need 40 points tonight. You're on. <coughs> I honestly don't. Bucks plus 11 win margin. Which one should I go with, Chris? I don't know if they win the game by 11. I think that they should come out here and dominate. Um, and I don't think Giannis going to need 40 points either. The the Detroit defense is terrible all the way around. I don't think Giannis going to need to score 40 in this game. I would go Bucks win, win plus 11 if I had a look on that one. Bobby Portis, double-double. I like that look. I like that look, my girl. <coughs> Bucks revenge game versus the Pistons. Trend off the day, trend of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, LJ. Always a team to back, uh, always back a team back to back home games versus teams below 500 playing on the road. I love it. That's exactly what I just said, LJ. Uh, Pacers Nets under 237. Well, that's scary, bro. I mean, that's the only way I would look. I wouldn't look be looking to take the over. Um, you know, especially after the Brooklyn Nets had the team meeting. I think they actually come out here and win the game today. I'm not taking, I'm not backing the Nets though until they show me, but that's what I got for you guys. Man, Stoney, I see you in the chat, bro. I appreciate you being here. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at that first half, uh, either first half or team total. Like I said, tune back in with me, man. 515 Eastern time on the Crispy Cap and NBA show. I'll have some officials for you guys then. Um, but until then, you guys be good. Do your research now, man, so we can tap back in later. And, um, I appreciate you guys for being here. Best of luck on all the wages that you guys placed today, man. Hit the like button for me if you can, if you're watching over on YouTube. Uh, and then, like I said, tap back in with me 515 for the NBA Crispy Capper Show. I'm out, man. Y'all be good.